Hello, everybody. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode one. I already forgot. 48. <laughs> 48. <laughs> 148. Django Unchained. It's a very special episode uh, in honor of our, our brother, Jake Bayona. Uh, we just recently lost him last night. And uh, this was one of his favorite movies. He was always pushing on everybody who uh, hadn't seen it, talking about it a lot. We're trying to think of something that he really liked, and this is you know one of the ones that kept coming up. So this is what we're doing. We love you, Jake. I know you only listened to about ten minutes of it, so he <laughs> can he can ne- never get through one of our episodes. Yeah. Give us shit all the time, man. Where's the score? <laughs> it's at the end. <laughs> I don't want to wait for an hour. I'm not listening to an hour, you guys. <laughs> that was his big suggestion. You, we, maybe we should have made this one ten minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's always what he wanted. Uh, and then he could be up there saying, about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> about damn time. Uh, so... Yeah, Django, 2012. Yep. Yeah. Of course, we all know. If you don't know what the heck you're doing, it's Quentin Tarantino. Um, so you saw this with Jake, 2012. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I think we were mentioning this last episode. Um, what did we review? Faculty. We were mm-hmm. talking about how the faculty was released on Christmas and like. You know, there was a lot of movies in my youth where uh, it was kind of like a family thing. Not every Christmas, but every now and again, it was just like, hey, let's go to the movies. And uh, yeah, in 2012, um, met up with Jake and him and I went over to uh, Fairchild Cinemas over in Pasco, Washington. And uh, we caught Django at like the, you know, seven o'clock showtime on Christmas, Christmas night. So yeah, him and I went and saw Django that opening night on Christmas. Nice. I don't think I saw this in theaters. I don't remember. <clears throat> um, does this have anything to do with that, like nineteen sixty six or ninety six? What the other Django? I keep seeing. I think he just used the name. I mean, obviously, he the original Django makes a cameo in this movie, but I don't think there's any like connection to the character. I think he just used the name. Huh. Oh, Weinstein! You know him and Tarantino were good buddies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jimmy Fox, Christopher Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, Samuel Jackson, a uh, bunch of others. Don Johnson. Mm-hmm. What, what was his name? Mister uh, Daddy or dad, something? Dad. Yeah, daddy. <laughs> daddy or something. <laughs> Dang. So this movie was good, man. Uh, gratuitous violence. Yeah. Nice. When it erupts, it erupts for sure. Yeah, there's some uh, brutal whipping scenes. Uh, man being torn apart by dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of graphic violence. But you should have already known that. It's a Tarantino movie. Yeah. It's just a little different when it's dealing with slavery, I guess, you know, because some of it is against slaves. But then yeah. some of it is against the slave owners. So that part, you're kind of like, yeah, get them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel you feel triumphant once Django, you know, is unchained in, in a sense. Uh, what I like about this movie, what I think most movies don't really, I don't know. When it comes to villains, this may sound a little sadistic, but I feel like when I see a villain... And like the villain just said, or somebody says something about the, oh, the villain, oh, he's bad because he did this. And you're just giving dialogue. And But it's different when you actually see a villain commit horrendous things because it boils your blood. Like there's scenes in this movie that have to do with Calvin uh, Candy, specifically the dog scene where I'm just like, I fucking despise, like it boils my blood. And I think that that's... Um, I think that's beneficial for like storytelling and character because it just like by the time he goes away, by the time he gets killed, you're like, yes, it's like, ah, whereas like there's some movies where just, yeah, you just get told that they're bad. You don't actually see the things that they do. And I think that uh, Tarantino does a good job of showing you how fucking awful some of these people can be so that when they eventually 
get their um, their upcomings that feel triumphant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's some good stuff. Yo, your doctor looks a little green around the gills. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for someone dealing in the you know this fighting, he seems a, a little raw. He's just never seen a man being torn apart by dogs before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little um, bit used to seeing Americans than he is. Around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Christopher Waltz and Leonardo DiCaprio, I guess, it's kind of make the movie. Totally. Uh, other people are pretty good, but no one is even close to that, that level mm-hmm. on the cast. Jamie Foxx is there. I mean... Yeah. He's okay. I mean, I almost feel like I could have put anyone in that role. It's just it didn't. Jamie Fox didn't like own it for me. It's like I could see other people doing it, but I couldn't. You know, with the Christopher Waltz and the DiCaprio. Yeah, totally that, agree. It was just perfect. Which sucks because I heard uh, that Will Smith was supposed to take the role originally, and he turned it down for whatever reason. I was like, yeah, Will Smith would have been would have been great. Yeah, he didn't want to be involved in that kind of. I don't know. He didn't like the. The message or something, I forget. Mm. But uh yeah, it would have been cool. Um yeah, Christopher Waltz, man. Is this this is before um Inglorious Bastards, right? Uh this, this is, is after actually. I think Inglorious oh, came it? out in two thousand nine <clears throat> two thousand nine, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we already get that amazing performance from him in that. And then we get this. It's like I thought he won an Academy Award for this one, didn't he? I believe or was so, it yeah. for? He might have won one for both. Yeah, he might have won for both. I don't like could have been, yeah. but <clears throat> it was just amazing, man. Uh, just the the cadence and stuff, and like Jamie Fox saying that he was in just in awe, and uh, it's like we're rehearsing the. I don't think they were rehearsing the first day. We got the big tooth freaking wagon. We're rolling up, and um, he just starts in, Hello, gentlemen! <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a dentist. He's a dentist, like in that, like the, like uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm-hmm. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and kill people. He's also a bounty hunter. Uh and it's just great the way he explains things. You see, I have a warrant in my right pocket, if you allow me to. to yes, okay, here. And uh, wanted dead or alive. So you owe me $500, Marshall. <laughs> oh, yeah, that scene in the town is so good. Yeah, that's a good. The, the intro of this movie is fucking good, where it's got the old school theme song. Django! Django! And it's just. Going across the desert and red old school like western spaghetti lettering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh oh yeah, so he meets up with them, he's he frees him from his slave owners who are walking him across the desert or something. They're just walking him somewhere. Uh yeah, to sell right because he's got separated or I don't know yeah um and he needs him because he's looking for these guys I forget their names the whatever brothers the whatever the, brothers uh, brittle brothers I think they were brittle brothers yeah. yeah and there's three of them and there's a pretty big price on their heads and he doesn't know what they look like so he needs someone that does and Django was there with him on the plantation there for a bit and he says he could identify them if he saw them. And he definitely knows him because it was a Bing John was the one that uh, beat whooped his wife pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's there begging. I like the way you beg, boy. And uh, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty tough. No, they ain't gonna be much happy about this. She's in the house, and she can't she can't have her skin messed up now. Yeah, and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and there, I don't know. It's a strong that one of the main things levied against the movie was the violence of course but that with quentin tarantino i was like what what do you expect you're gonna get they're all violent um but then the other thing levied against it was the gratuitous work use of the the n-word 
Mm. Yeah. I don't find a problem with it. Um, I mean, I think Quentin Tarantino said it best. It's like, you think I use the N-word more than they did in the antiquated South where the movie is set? Yeah. You think my movie uses it more? And it's like, he's like, come on, get off of that. But while he's saying this, he's saying the N-word <laughs> to, the, to the interviewer. So that part, I'm like, okay, we're not in a movie yeah. right now. <laughs> in a movie about the South, I, I, I'm okay with it. But yeah. when you're explaining it, <laughs> saying, and he, and this was on Sway in the morning. He's saying it oh, to yeah, Sway. Yeah, I remember this now, He's yeah. saying it to Sway. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't think you're getting. <laughs> Sway was like, you know what? I was with you for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I wasn't. So, yeah, there's there's that. Take it as you will. I don't yeah. mind it in the movie. Tarantino's I was a little bothered a, by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what he's, yeah, modern. Tarantino's, a, I mean, you watch enough of his movies and it, it makes sense when you connect the dots. But, you know, I really connected the dots when uh, he just came out with a book, his first like nonfiction kind of movie book. And it's just a, a book about movies he grew up with. And a lot of it has to do with like he talks about his upbringing with his mom and stuff. But he was clearly, I mean, around black culture growing up. I mean, his he had like a, a father figure that was black who took in black cinemas and so he he grew up around that kind of environment, and I, I think that in a way it's like it's like a weird thing. Like he wants to be black, and I don't I don't know how to describe it, but he's just like I feel like he gets a pat. Like he's I don't know, I don't know. He's a weird he's a weird cat and feet. Yeah, <laughs> feet and yeah, black culture. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't mind it if that's something that might bother you. Then yeah, you know, use caution. Um. Because it, it is said with some fever and some some disdain. Like when you hear Leonardo DiCaprio going in yeah, on some of yeah. these things, you're like, Jesus. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and I mean, there's great stories that Leo is pretty apprehensive about doing it because of that. And then Jamie Foxx talks him into it. And he says the next day after he convinced him, he's like, don't worry about it, dude. We're just property. You just, you're an actor. Don't mean nothing. And then uh, he comes in the next day, and I guess Jamie was like, "Hey, Leo," and he's like, "He didn't look me in the eye. He never looked. <laughs> he never looked at me again during the shoot. <laughs> he took. He's like, he took that shit to heart. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So they go get the Brill Brothers at this plantation. I love, you know, some of the store, some of the stuff. You know, oh yeah, when he's like. He's free, and he's like, "You're gonna let me pick my own clothes?" I say, yes. Oh, yeah. What will what will your costume be? <laughs> and he's like, "You must always stay in character." And then we show him riding up in some Austin Powers crushed <laughs> blue, blue velour fucking suit with the white <laughs> knee high socks and the white frills <laughs> coming in there. Uh, I was like, "God so dang, so good!" Like, I, want, I want that, baby. <laughs> I don't think that quite matches what we're doing here, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, that was great. What is he doing on that horse? This is a free man. He can ride a horse just as any other man can. Not on my property. And this is when they're with Don Johnson. And uh, they get kind of get past that. I love that. Maybe we started off on the wrong boot. Maybe, let me unring this bell, okay? And... Uh, I can't remember what the ruse was, why they were there on that one. Um, oh, I think what, they're, yeah, what were they doing there? Yeah, I don't remember what they were doing there. They were there to parlay, uh, I yeah, know that. Yeah, do something, yeah. I don't know about what. We're here to parlay, inquire about such and such, but he was super excited about it after they said it. Yeah, he's like, I, I got 5,000 reasons why, and he's like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, why don't you come yeah, on yeah, in? Yeah. <laughs> He calls over the the lady. Make him at home. Let's go show Django around the property. Show him all the pretty things. Mm -hmm. Now, now remember, he's a free man. Can't be treated like these others. She's like, so I treat him like a white man? No, I did not say that. It's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I I, don't, I didn't get the reference, but I think there's like a 
uh mentally challenged boy that lives in town yeah you know the little the little challenged boy who makes glass in town you know him right johnny she's like yeah treat him like johnny then <laughs> and i was like oh my god <laughs> so good yeah i don't know where he comes up with this shit he can write this south shit good oh this is like some of the best uh period piece from that kind of dialogue but it's still very tarantino yeah. But at the same time, being very, you know, 1700 South, it's pretty pretty crazy. So I think they say it's what, like four years before the Civil War? Yeah, it's like, yeah, Something two like or that. four years, somewhere around there, yeah. <sighs> so anyways, he's talking to the, the uh, slave girl showing him around uh, Django is. And... Uh-uh-uh. And he's kind of full of himself at this point, being free. He's like, he's like, didn't you hear what he said? I'm a free man, and all this other stuff. And he's kind of, he's got a different walk to him now, and he's got his huge dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his blue <laughs> crush velour. <laughs> uh, so uh, he asks about the Brittle Brothers, and she says, "No, I don't know." And he's like, "Well, they wouldn't go by that name, and they would have come by about it, you know, within the last year." And uh, she thinks she kind of might know some people that match that. And he looks and he's like, goes over there. And he's about to be whipping another woman, the big John Brittle. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, you got this scene where he's cracking that whip, walk. He's just like walking. This will, we'll see if you ever break an egg again. I was like, oh, God dang. Yeah. Like, Broken egg? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> One egg. Uh, so he walks over there, and she, he, John's back is to Django, and he says, John Brittle. You know, he kind of turns around. Someone knows my real name. Sees him. You remember me? And then he's got that. I love the little stupid <laughs> little staring gun. gun. <laughs> comes out of the... <laughs> the <laughs> the little fucking Joker gun, <laughs> and uh, pop someone, and it's just such a funny. It's like a cap gun, pop. Mm-hmm. and then it's always just one little blood drop, like coming out of a hole. Oh, yeah, like the way you die, boy. <laughs> and then he falls <laughs> face down. One of the other brothers, son of a bitch, starts tumbling with this fucking gun, oh, <laughs> just juggling it. <laughs> And then Django picks up the whip and then just uh, comes out of <laughs> Like, doesn't shoot him. He comes out of when he's got a gun or trying to get his gun. And he's, mm-hmm. and he's whipping him across the face and stuff. And he's on the ground and they're, they're doing some loud, uh, you know, Foley whips. What? And that scene is carried <laughs> heavily by sound effects because it doesn't look like it's very painful. Yeah, the sound yeah. effects like it doesn't look like he's doing a very good job with his whip. <laughs> he's just kind of whipping it on him, you know. Yeah, like not getting that. You really gotta twack that thing. He's like get that. two feet from him, so there's not much yeah. like <laughs> happening there. Yeah, yeah. And then they they help it by like when he's on the ground, they have like dirt coming up from the whip, mm-hmm. thrashing the ground. Anyways. And then uh, Big Daddy comes over and confronts them, and they have to drop their guns, and they have to explain again, hey, we work for the law. I work for the law. The law don't work for me. And uh, explain that those were the Brittle Brothers and that they uh, were there to collect the bounty. And they say, yeah, okay, we'll get the hell off my property. So then they got to get the bodies real quick and leave. And... I think Christopher Waltz knows that something might become of this because they set up like a, a Trojan horse. They fill up the cart with like dynamite and kind of hide off in the distance and put it there with a campfire or something like they're camping out. That's where they're staying for the night. And then we get another great scene with them. Apparently Mr. Daddy and all his group were you know clans members because mm-hmm. now they're all here with the white hoods on and then we get the jonah hill uh part i love that that roast of somebody where somebody's like you know jonah hill 
uh, was recently in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Quentin called him up and said, I'm doing a spaghetti western. And he said, you had me at spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, So he's in there, pretty short part. But it's just, it's great the way he can bring such dark comedy and levity to things and everything he does. Because this scene is funny. Yeah. It's like, man, I can't see out this damn bag. And he tries to tear the, you know, somebody tries to tear their holes, but, oh, I made it worse. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's been working all day to get these bags ready, you ungrateful sons of bitches. You see, all I hear is complaining. (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) We're grateful. Come on. And then, John, I'm I'm confused. Are we doing bags or no bags? (laughs) We're doing, it's a raid. You don't come up without bags. It's like if you're planning on killing these people, I don't see why, which they were. Yeah. Why the hell it would matter. <laughs> right? And then uh I love it. I can't well, can you see through yours? And there's a sweet guy. Well, yeah, I can see it pretty good, but <laughs> once I start riding and the hole starts moving around, I can have trouble seeing and the horse is jostling and it's hard to breathe. Hmm. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Uh, it's pretty good. So they mob up on the uh, horse, or the not the, the horse, but the, the the trailer, the tooth fairy trailer thing. Yeah. It's like a mobile dentistry in the seventeen hundreds, yeah. man. <laughs> it's like, Come and get your teeth yanked. Place with wood. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they go over there, and what does fucking Walt say? He says, uh. Our feet is in, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they call a bingo. <laughs> yeah, it shoots the tooth. It's full of dynamite. Go boosh. Messes up a bunch of people near it. And Django, I can't remember what he's It's like, whoa, damn, or something like that. And he's just amazed by it. And then they all run off. So that yeah, was pretty, uh, pretty epic, pretty sweet. And then I think it's like a time jump. It's like after a very... Uh, successful, what they say, winter for them, and you know, getting more bounties. They find themselves in Mississippi, I think. Oh yeah, so like, I think there's a scene where Django reveals he has a wife, and her name is Brunhilde, which makes um, Schultz be Brunhilde. like Brunhilde or Brunhilde. Brunhilde. So they go through the whole like German story of the history of the Brumhill name. And uh, he says, after the winter, I will, I will help you track down your wife and, and get her back to you. Mm. Not every day you come across, I forget the, the male character's name in the folklore, but he's like, not every day you come across a real life, you know, whatever his name was. So I must yeah. help you. Yeah. So then we get to, but what did we get to? That's brings us to like, I don't remember, but as in our first introduction, oh no, that's not it. I was thinking the the dog attack happened like as our first introduction to candy, but no, we get to the house first, right? Because they're yeah, going, they... they're going to look at the stock when that happens. Yeah, so they meet them in Mississippi because they find the uh, the bookkeeping. Oh, that's a, figure out that's where. the first thing we see is the the fight. Mm-hmm. Like the actual fights. Yeah, so they find out she got sold to Calvin Candy, and then they have like a little meeting, and he's like, hey, you really have to play your character now. And he's like, you want to play a black slave owner? There's nothing lower than a black slave owner, or what, or whatever he called it. And so, yeah, they go meet Calvin in this room while there's a fucking fist fight happening, which is another like kind of awful scene. Yeah. Brutal Mandingo fights, and, mm-hmm. and it's just brutal and visceral, like yells and he gouges his eyes out or something and then so they're all celebrating like the fight being over like yeah this is fun entertainment and you just you just still that's what i liked about this is like you still hear the visceral cries of like someone in pain usually that'll stop if at the end of a that kind of a thing mm-hmm. to, to to give better audio to the people talking but you still still hear it and like put him out of his misery please and then he 
beats his head in with a hammer. Mm-hmm. So, brutal stuff, man. All the while building uh, Candy's lore of where you, you know you want him to get his. Yeah, totally. But for some reason, he's still kind of likable. Mm-hmm. Like he's because he's such a great character. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, those are the best villains. Um. Then yeah, we have the meeting and all this. Well, I ain't trying to sell anybody. He's like, uh, we don't want the ones you want to sell. And then I, I love uh, DiCaprio was like, well, I don't sell the ones I don't want to sell. <laughs> <laughs> now that is understandable, Mister Candy, but perhaps, just perhaps, for the sake of argument, someone were to let's say make a outlandish ridiculous offer for one of these specimens it would have to be pretty damn outlandish doctor you know how outlandish are we talking <laughs> let's say what, what did he say 15 or did he say 12 i think it's 12 yeah Twelve thousand dollars. hmm you have my curiosity now you have my interest <laughs> 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 and i love that dude all that stuff and he's like <clears throat> um, he's like, uh, he's asking Waltz a bunch of questions, right? And then Waltz is like, "Why would you want to know?" He's like, "My curiosity." He's like, "I thought we came here to do business." And then I love like Candy's like. Oh, no, no, doctor. We have not gotten to business yet. Mm-hmm. Right now, I was asking you about my curiosities. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, so you know, so good, man. Yeah, it's even like, Schultz uh, is just like, now we know you don't sell your best. Maybe not even your second best, but your third best? You know, like, I, I don't know, his whole speech with that, too, was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we finally get past that kind of point of contention, I think. And uh, they're riding to go see the stock, right? What they might have. <clears throat> and that's when we find... I forget the the, the guy, the, the fighting slave's name is up the tree. John? Something. But he's, he ran away. And uh, the really sad part, he's like, I can't do it no more. I can't fight no more. I can't do it. And he's like, of yeah. course you can. I paid $500 for you, John. I expect five fights. Now you have only fought in three. And he's like, but I lost them all. Oh, you did not? One, you, I can't remember what he said. Oh, he's like, oh, I won all three. And he's like, you, the first oh, two, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that third one, you were fighting the line between winning and losing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then he's uh gets into him and like, you are in trouble, boy. And it's like, uh, who's going to reimburse me my $500? And uh, they make fun of him for not knowing what reimbursement means. Um, and then Christopher Waltz is having a rough time. Yeah. So he's like, I'll pay you the $500. And this is when things start to unravel. I think Django knows he fucked up. He's like, oh, fuck, man. What the <laughs> fuck? Because <laughs> he, he has to say, no, we ain't gonna pay you a dime for him because he ain't worth nothing. Mm-hmm. But he was just tired of seeing you toy with him, as am I, trying to cover up the fact that you know Waltz is so soft that he would yeah. stop this with five hundred dollars, which is a dead giveaway. And Janko knows that, and these guys start to like they kind of believe him. They give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, he was kidding, right? He wasn't gonna do that. And so then Walt sits down, and you can tell. He's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was kidding. That's a joke, right? (laughs) And uh, I think he gets a song. I can't even get an inkling into this by looking at Django and talking to him. He's like, hmm. After he says all that to him. And he's like, so I'll have to punish him then, right? He's trying to gauge, I guess, his stance on the punishment he's like yeah he's yours do what you will and then they they sick the dogs and he just doesn't watch the dogs he watches Django mm-hmm. and he watches waltz to see their reactions so we know something's brewing because he, he didn't even care about the 
the punishment. He cares about the reaction. Yeah. And Jane goes, he can kind of stomach it a little bit well, better than Waltz. Waltz, you could see, turn away and do all this other stuff. And that's when we get the little green in the gills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we get to... We get to the house. Uh, what stuff is, right? Yeah. I, then, so. uh, I don't think there's anything else really on the road. And then we get to some more great stuff with uh what's his name samuel jackson yeah <laughs> he's pretty good what's his name clarence Connor, uh, <laughs> steven or i thought it was an steven S. i think yeah. it is steven steven something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah yeah steven and he he causes a storm <laughs> who is this on that nay <laughs> <laughs> you set him up in the house in the in the big house, in the big house. <laughs> yes, that's what I said, Stephen. Uh, Damn, have some hospitality. These are our guests. <laughs> he is a free man. <laughs> in the bedroom, in the big house. Yes, Stephen. Did I stutter? He's like, okay. You want to go burn his sheets when he leave? <laughs> that is my concern, Stephen, and they are my sheets to burn. You just set up the bed. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry, y'all. Steven is a bit of a character. <laughs> <laughs> He's been with me since I was just a boy. He's been with my family since my pa was a boy. And so he had some story like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and I love the, because he's, Talked about Broomhilda speaking German and they want to meet her and talk with her. And where is Broomhilda? Mm. She, she's in the hot box, boss. Why is she doing in there? To be punished, of course. What happened? It's like she tried to run away. When I was gone, how many ran away? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, two. two. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> When did you find her? Earlier this morning, I found her and uh, put her in the hot box. How long she been in there? All day, of course. Hey, God <laughs> and, damn. Uh, well, you get her out. Come on, I can't do that. I said you get her out. I know it's an inconvenience, but what is the point of having a German-speaking slave if you can't present her when you have German guests? <laughs> and just great back-and-forth dialogue. And then they <coughs> go and open up the hot box. Which is like a fucking steel box. It's maybe like one and a half feet deep. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like body length long and just like made of metal out in the hot sun. The door shut and she's just in there naked, fucking, you know, sizzling. Yeah, and then they, they throw, throw water, water on her. Throw yeah. water on her and the water's like, ah! It's like, God damn, bro. They take her back and. Get her ready. Um, cause she's like a escort now because she's been defaced by running away with the, the burn. Oh, yeah. So she can't work in the house anymore. So they, uh, she's like a sex worker for people. Just, it just gets worse and worse, dude. <laughs> um, so they sent her to Waltz's room and it's nice because she's surprised that that's not what he wants to do. He just wants to talk to her and, <clears throat> talks to her in German and tells her I'm here with somebody you know and all this and a mutual friend you have to promise me you will not scream and she does and, uh, he's right outside that door he knocks on the bed let Jago know to come in and he comes in and <clears throat> she doesn't scream good on her so she just pours her water oh <laughs> Hey there, little troublemaker, or whatever he says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at you, the gift of the silver tongue. The silver tongue devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> yeah, so they get a, uh, you know, actually, I don't remember them, like, reminiscing or anything, right? No, I think they just cut jump, dinner jumps, after that, yeah. You you presume they did, so they don't, yeah. they don't show it on screen. Uh, it's cut to dinner, and they keep eyeing each other. They're eating dinner, and uh, 
Steven gets an inkling in that she knows him. You know him, huh? No, I don't know him. Hmm. You lying to me? Would you lie to me? So he's getting the the vibes. And then um I can't remember if it's before or after they offer money for Hilda. Cause they they said I will give you you know the twelve thousand like we agreed because it's like Django offers nine for the specific fighting slave and mm-hmm. Candy says nine thousand. <laughs> I could go sell him at the Greenbridge Market any day. Yeah. Nine thousand all day. I didn't even want to sell. You came to me with a, as you put it, ridiculous offer. Which now you are trying to rescind? <laughs> it's like all this <laughs> great shit. And he's like, you are correct. Yes. Okay. Well, I will give you the 12000 But 12000 is quite a bit of money. I, you know, I have a lawyer. I would like to bring him up before I exchange that amount of money for flesh. We must drop a contract. He's mm. like, yes. Okay, I agree. And so we will return in. He looks at Jago. Five days. days. How does that sound? That sounds swell, doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't remember um, what I think Steven is still like trying to figure it out because he keeps seeing them glance because before Mm -hmm. they offer up Bromhilda, I'm butchering her name, but um, Hildy, before they offer up Hildy, he he's like, hey, why don't we show the guests oh yeah yeah you know, her back or whatever just to, to kind of test and see um which is another fucked up scene but yeah because then you see Not, you get that yeah. awful look of steven just like mm, i got you motherfucker that, that little look <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah and he's like always shaking like <laughs> old as hell <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it's like something out of the boondocks or something doug mm-hmm. um and then yeah then like his sister or something right at the table's like not here candy like no he they don't have you know many black folks where he from he would be amazed their propensity for pain yeah. they are a tough sort doctor one lashing on my sister she would lose her damn mind she's got about 40 hildy yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and uh yeah he just plays it so well <clears throat> And uh, yeah, that's when yeah Stephen kind of catches him. He knows then, and then they make an offer for Hildy, right? It was like, well, since I'm paying the twelve thousand, I'm doing you such a favor, so much money. How about you know you throw in Hildy for three hundred too? So mm-hmm. we twenty, you know, twelve thousand three hundred. That way, I have someone to speak German to. You know, and he's he's been setting up that the whole time. He's like, oh yeah, no problem. That sounds great. And then I love uh, Stephen comes out later after putting Hildy back and realizing that they know each other. And, you know, it's like, why are you crying? And all that stuff. And like, now he really knows. And uh, he comes back out. I need to talk to you in the back. <laughs> why? For, and you want me to leave the table, Stephen? Yeah. For what? something wrong with the dessert the dessert <laughs> it's just white cake <laughs> what yeah. can go wrong with white cake yeah what can go wrong with white cake steven <laughs> just bring the cake okay yeah. <laughs> no i really need... god steven <laughs> <It> just gets <laughs> so fr- excuse me gentlemen <laughs> goes back there <clears throat> oh yeah what does he say to trigger it meet me in the in the book room or something he said he whispers some meet me and then that kind of catches candy off guard like ooh, maybe he does have something to say i forget mm. what the room he called the parlor or something yeah and then uh they go in there uh, he starts giving his uh whatever his theory like yeah they're here for hildy they're playing you like a damn fiddle like no they're here for a fighting Mandingo, not Hildy. That's just, he just likes it because he speaks German. No, no, no. They were here for her the whole time. The while this snake oil ruse of wanting to buy someone who could fight in this 12,000. 
Well, you were awful nice after they mentioned that twelve thousand, weren't you? And he's mm. like, I was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Uh, so then he goes back in there after all this, and then we get one of the greatest scenes of all time, baby, where he's, uh, talking about the difference between, uh, black people and white people, right? Now he has a skull of one of his former fighting, uh, slaves. Yeah, old man. Yeah, so this is old Ben. He just plops it down on the table. Now he's go he's going into sinister Calvin mode now. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got these three dimples on the inside of his skull. That supposedly make him not as smart. Yeah, <laughs> like three di- three dimples. And so see, he will never have the cognition skill of a white skull, which will not have these three dimples. It's like, okay. And uh I can't remember. Do they try to leave? They could tell it's getting heated, right? Is that what they do? Like they're gonna, we're gonna go. Yeah, I I don't remember if they try to stand. At one point, the back doors open, and that one guy with the top hat has a shotgun. I don't remember if it's because they set up or that those doors open and they kind of react to that. I don't remember the chain of events, yeah. but yeah, it's getting heated for sure. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then he said, "Is that when he slams the skull and breaks it and says, you sit down.'" Yeah, hands on the tables. Do not lift your fingers from that table. I want your hands on that tortoise. <laughs> what was it? Some kind of tortoise? That yeah. tortoise tabletop, and they do not <laughs> remove from that tortoise tabletop. I will blow your goddamn heads off. <laughs> Some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I just love that that tortoise tabletop. <laughs> I better not see them hands leave that tortoise tabletop. <laughs> Uh, he's just mean and everything. Everything he's got, even his tables made out of like one thousand tortoises. <laughs> like, yeah. <fuck. laughs> Couldn't be wood. No, I like the look of tortoise. <laughs> that beautiful shell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, he's got the guns on him, and I don't quite remember uh, what exactly that uh, confrontation sounds like. But oh, at this point, we get. You know, his hand's bleeding, and uh, notoriously, I think most people know the story, he really cut yeah. his hand during that speech on that skull, and he's still going with the flow, and doesn't miss a beat, and he's got the long Cruella DeVille cigarette looking like a baller. Just, mm. oh, so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, and then... I can't remember... How did they come to an agreement to get out of there? Was he offering more money? Or I think he's the 12000 just for Broomhilda. Yeah, right? I think that's what it is. is that yeah. what the deal was? It's like you can have Broomhilda, but I want all the money because you know, he knows he had no intention of coming back in the five days now. Um, and he's like, oh, is that all? Yeah, fine. I agree. Okay. And then they, I think he writes him a check, right? And then they start to walk out. Now, doctor, deal is not done where I come from until you have shaken the other party's hand. Well, I'm afraid that I will not be shaking your hand because, frankly, I, I don't remember what he says. I find you disgusting and appalling. And I would never shake your hand, sir. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> and then I think he's in well, well, doctor. I must insist for the deal to be done. No one leaves here until you shake my hand. And then, you know he's got the the guy who played Raiden in Mortal Kombat the yeah, second yeah. time <laughs> from Annihilation, <laughs> the the really bad Raiden. <laughs> uh. Dexter's dad. Dexter's dad, yeah. And if they take one more step towards that turtle tortoise door, <laughs> you blast a hole in both of them. Or in Broomhilda, I think, is what he threatens. Yeah, to, yeah. To make them listen. And, uh... Yeah, so he's like, oh, you insist I shake your hand. Yeah, you really want me to shake your hand. Yeah, I really? insist. Well... If you insist, <laughs> he does the great comes up and he's got his hand out like like the interview with the tape, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> guiding. <laughs> and then, as he reaches towards him, he's got his little Joker Derringer. Right in the right, flower. Right in the flower, yeah. A little, a little drop of blood comes out of the flower. And then we get the awesome scene. Candy! <laughs> Steven going nuts. And then gunshots everywhere. Shit's happening. Um, I think Waltz gets killed. Right yeah, he says bat. something. He says, like, I, could, I couldn't resist or something like that. And then, yeah, he gets shot, like, immediately. Yeah. To Jago. And immediately, my first reaction is like, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, we could have walked out of here, man. You just fucked up. Because that really kind of was the end of the movie. But then you get, like, almost a whole other ending where they have to really fight in order to get out of there. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's great uh, though. I love, I love the setup for all of it because like Candy's people are getting all the paperwork done and you cut to Waltz and he's sitting there, not Waltz, uh, Schultz. And he's sitting there and he's like reflecting on basically Candy as, as a person and how much he despised him. And he's using the, the slave who's getting eaten by dogs as like a catalyst of like, fuck dude. Oh yeah. And, and then there was that the, awesome speech about yeah, du the Dumas. Du yeah. yeah. Dumas. So good. You realize he was a black man. Yeah. No. A white French uh, <laughs> angry man. He was like, Dumas was black. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yet I'm just like pissed at the Schultz character though. Yeah, like, fuck, yeah. dude, like, really? Fuck. You're gonna you're fuck so you? Good. Help him? You helped him out so much, took him all this way, and then you're just gonna fuck him at the mm -hmm. end, and you know, possibly throw away everything. Yeah. Like, just fucking shake the hand and let's leave. We can come back without <laughs> my wife. <laughs> well, you know, it was it and, up. Yeah. and some more people. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know. You know, we're trying to win the, the war, not the battle, man. You got to yeah, think ahead, man. From a guy who thinks far enough ahead to fill his wagon with dynamite, this is a little out of character. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that kind of sucked. But then you just get this crazy battle. Yeah, bloodbath. <laughs> a couple minutes. Yeah, just pow, pow, pow. And get some crazy stuff. Let me get Steven dying and all that. And then, uh, what is it? They walk away into the sunset? Is that how it ends? Yeah, this is where the movie kind of drags a little bit because they they get right. Hildy at gunpoint and they're like, surrender. And then they capture Django and then they kind of take him off. And then Tarantino has a little bit of a cameo where he like, Oh yeah, like the, the, yeah, and then he comes back and saves. Fuck, it's got it's like it's like... got like four endings, <laughs> right? Couldn't decide how to end it. Uh, yeah, another comeback. <laughs> that was a bit much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the Tarantino part was ridiculous. Oh, he's, he's like gonna... playing Australian accent. <laughs> it's so bad, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, and he's got he's always got to write himself the most like uh, uh, offensive farts, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I know what I could do to to uh, you know calm people of thinking I'm a racist and using the N word too much. All right, this character will be me. <laughs> like, no, no, man, uh, it's not helping. <clears throat> yeah. So then he gets her back, and uh, what did we get? Best supporting actor at Academy Awards for his for Waltz. Tarantino won an Academy Award. Won an Academy probably. Award for the yeah best screenplay. That's a damn good screenplay, boy. Yeah, kind of sucks to win best screenplay and not like best picture. That's yeah. kind of weird. It's like, well, it's the best screenplay, but it's not the best movie. No, it's not the best movie. <laughs> it's, it makes but no when sense. you but when you write it down on paper, it's the best. Mm -hmm. Absolutely the best. <laughs> what? That's why I stopped I watching get... that shit years ago. I haven't watched the Oscars in many years, but yeah. I think Zero Dark Thirty came away with Best Picture that year, if I remember right. Huh. That's a pretty killer one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, all right. That's it. Happy ending, finally, after four false endings. Yeah. <clears throat> so, great movie. Uh, 
wanted to wanted to watch it in honor of our buddy Jake. Uh, he was a close brother to us. Um, we're gonna miss him dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know our our love and support goes out to his family, and there was a big uh, showing of support at the hospital for him. So we're very appreciative of that. We know he is. Um, we love you, Jake. Yeah, we love you, buddy. And we miss you already. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. So, uh, as unbelievable as that is, this is the only time I'm ever going to do this, but this movie gets a 10. It's my, my friend loved it. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a 10. Yeah, right there with you. Giving this a 10, our first 10 ever in the last three years, coming up three years. Um, honor of Jake, you know. So crazy that we saw this together, you know what I mean? Like reflecting on this movie now and seeing that photo behind you. It's yeah. um, unbelievable. Um, but we're going to miss him. And uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. I think I saw on Facebook today, for anyone listening out there who wants to help, um, there is a link on Jake jake bayona's facebook page where you can donate some money to help his family out um i can uh i can put that link in our description in the video below so just look in the description click on it if you want to donate help his family out um, yeah. so they'd really appreciate that awesome um <clears throat> yeah so i mean if you're if you're having trouble and you're feeling depressed please talk to somebody uh, please reach out. It may be against everything that you feel, but you got to do it, man. Okay? So things could have been so different. Mm-hmm. You know, people weren't so proud. It's like, reach out for help. Uh, and it's like, people don't know the love and support they have. And people don't know how much love and support they're willing to give someone, you know, sometimes until they're gone. So you don't know what you got until it's gone. But uh, there was some immense love and support. And, and I'm sure um, if he knew the magnitude of that, this would have been different. Yeah. So we love you, Jake. Sorry it was longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> But we gave it a 10, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's a 10 for you, buddy. We love you. Forever. Uh, please join us for, for more reviews. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. I don't really care about none of that. Yeah. I care that... Uh, this one's for you, Jake. We love you. Okay? And, uh... Jake, we'll see you soon. See you soon, man. Bye, everybody. Peace.